So um, I'm going, beautiful. Good evening. Today is April 12th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is Into Action, Step 7. And our speaker tonight is Kirsten. Thanks, Kirsten. Take it away. Oh, hi, everyone. Thank you so much. Oh, it's so good to see your faces. Um, I'm in Ohio, so the sun is going down. I was very nervous about the lighting running here and there. So if it gets dark, that's why. Um, my name is Kirsten H. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Um, happily in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. And um, I just want to thank you guys for inviting me to your beautiful meeting. Um, I've poked around CYOC a little bit here and there. Um, and I, I've really always felt welcomed. And so it was an easy yes, um, to share. So yeah, and I need to pray and I need to start my timer. Like I said, I was going to, okay. So, um, I called God, uh, I call higher power God. So that's what I'll be using throughout my talk. Um, so, uh, God, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for the beauty of the steps. Thank you for the miracle of step seven. I just ask now that you would speak through me to these lovely people and that you would use me as a vessel of your strength and your hope tonight. Amen. Thank you. Um, I should also mention I have two little dogs. Um, and so, you know, ambulances, um, baby strollers, anything happening, they might lose their mind. So they're not recovered, but um, working on it. So um, <laughs> yes, I would love to start by sharing um, some pictures. And I just practiced how to do this. So give me a second. I'm going to start. Okay. And now you should be seeing my screen, which is always a little scary. Let me go to my slides. Okay. Can someone verbally confirm you can see these pictures? Confirm. Great. Yes. Thank you so much. I cannot see you anymore. So now um, I'll just show you my pictures. So um, this is me, um, even in kindergarten. So cute. That um, Halloween costume was just um, a beautiful sight. <laughs> but you can clearly tell, um, even from a very young age, I was much different um, than my peers. Um, I have always been uh, I don't know if I've always been a compulsive overeater. I just always had an attraction to food <laughs> and that was my solace and my comfort, um, for my life. And, um, yeah, you can tell that in these pictures, you know, I'm going to go kind of quickly through them because I do want to focus on step seven. Um, but you can see here, you know, in high school, um, I guess fairly average, I'm not sure. Um, college, um, I was starting to um, gain. And then um, after my first year of teaching is really where I noticed, um, for me, um, I had an eating disorder, which was binge eating disorder. Um, am I, well, I can't see all you all, but I, I think I'm allowed to mention food. If I'm not, someone tell me no. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so after my first year of teaching, you know, that's obviously, um, a big life change. And so, um, a lot of work went into that, you know? Um, and so I would be at work sometimes until I would get there at like seven in the morning and stay until 10 
10 o'clock at night. Um, and so driving home, I felt, again, my disease told me my only options were fast food. And so I would go through a lot of drive-throughs. I would order a lot of pizza. I remember um, grading one night. I stayed up until 10 o'clock at my school. The janitors told me how to set the alarm because I was always the last one there. Um, and I just had a big giant thing of ice cream and that was my dinner. Um, and that was my friend and my, my company, um, as I was dealing with this really traumatic, stressful situation of becoming a real adult and living on my own and, um, trying to make friends and trying to fit in, um, you know, and, um, I, it's, it's so funny looking at these pictures because I'm a very happy person. And I, sometimes I think there's this stigma of like, you know, you feel no joy, which like. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, but I have, I have a happy life, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of myself and my accomplishments. But I will say this life, um, I, I do not want to go back here now that I've experienced full recovery. I'm, I'm even happier now uh, as a recovered person. And um, there were a lot of things um, that I struggled to do at this weight. Um, and, and I want you guys to know, too, if you're new, this has not even been a calendar year ago. Um, this picture was taken August um, of this, of this past year. Um, and in this picture, I was 309 pounds, um, at age 29. And, um, I am four pounds away from being a hundred pounder. Um, not that it's all about that, but it certainly feels like a miracle in my life <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, you know, at this point I went to a therapist. I said, I think I have an issue, um, here <laughs> clearly. And, um, I was doing the, probably the normal things you guys are aware of, you know, um, hiding the evidence of the fast food bags, um, eating, not because I was hungry at all. Um, I actually never let myself feel hungry. Um, that was not a feeling that I ever had. Um, because as soon as I sensed even a smidge of that, I would solve that problem. And it, this was kind of a way that I could be in control. Um, it felt like a lot was happening in my life that was unmanageable. And, um, I knew I could always control my food or thought I could. <laughs> Turns out it was controlling me, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought I was doing a great job managing it. Um, and my therapist recommended OA. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even bother to Google it. I just thought, okay, I'm supposed to go to this church in Dayton on a Saturday morning. Maybe it's one of those emotional support groups. And um, I sat down at a face-to-face -face meeting. Thank God it was face-to-face. -face. If my first meeting was a Zoom meeting, I would have clicked out <laughs> because when they slapped the 12 steps in front of me, I thought, oh no, oh no, I, I've curated my life to not be an addict. Um, I've spent a large part of my life um, making sure that I was not going to go down this road um, and focusing on performance. And um, I'm not supposed to be in this room. I know I'm not supposed to be in this room. And I just listened politely. And at the end, I um, started crying and it was kind of one of those where the, the meeting leader was like, anyone else have anything they want to share? <laughs> nudge, nudge. And all I could muster out was just like, thank you guys for being here. Um, and then we all stood up and everyone said, keep coming back. It works if you work it. And I thought, OK, I, I'm not I'm not busy next Saturday. I guess I'll keep coming back. So I went back. Um, and this is, this is this, this coming weekend, one year ago is when all this started for me. Um, so I came back and week two, I got a sponsor. This lovely woman said she wanted to sponsor me. I said, I don't know what that means. Are you going to give me money? Like, is that what sponsoring means? That's what I, in my head, I think that's what it means. 
she said, no, we're going to talk twice a week at, at 530 in the morning and we're going to read this book um, called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I said, why are we reading about alcoholics? I'm not an alcoholic. So clearly I had a lot of growing to do. Um, I didn't even think I was an addict. So uh, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, so I started working the program and I included this slide because I really think it's important to show what mid program looked like. And I guess we're all still in mid program, right? I'll forever be in mid program. Um, that picture right here with the chips, this is my trash can the first day that I threw everything away. And what you don't see in the trash can is the box of ice cream cones that I was on speakerphone with my sponsor. She was muted. I was muted, so she couldn't hear me because I was shoveling them into my mouth as quickly as possible because I had just bought the box and I thought, I can't throw this away. I just, that's wasting money. And she was telling me to throw everything away and I was crying and eating as many as I could. Um, this picture right below it is a fast food bag in the passenger seat um, with all my OA materials right there on the seat because I binged going to the meeting and I binged coming home from the meeting. Um, you know, that's what my recovery story has looked like. Um, a lot of crying. This is me crying <laughs> when I first did step three. Uh, this is me crying a month ago. <laughs> so I just want to be honest with you guys. Like this doesn't, um, you know, this, this program still tugs on my heartstrings and I'm still an addict, you know, lots of phone calls. Um, I, I started riding my bike to my weekly weigh-ins and this number, I'm, I'm very proud of this. When I first um, entered into the 200 club was a big deal for me. Um, I, I actually, I thought my scale was broken. I had to take out the batteries and put in new batteries because I didn't believe it. And um, that's, that's what it was. So this all happened pretty quickly for me, um, you know, and um, I just, I want to share these pictures to be a light and to be a hope to somebody. Um, I was talking to someone today and I said, you know, by 4th of July, you could be a different person, right? I mean, it's, it's mid-April, like you can, your whole life can change if you let God in and you, you keep coming back and you do the work, you know, and let him work through you. Your whole life can change. This is my cute niece or nephew, Elliot. He's so cute. So I get to enjoy being with him now. You know, this picture, I was nervous about holding him. Um, I I was, I was actually nervous about him becoming five and six years old and wanting to chase and play soccer and me not being able to. And now, you know, just at Christmas, I feel so much, you know, that more able, more present with him and I can pick him up and throw him around and we're going to have so many years of fun um, to come. And this is me now, my little photo shoot. I just turned 30. This is about my 30th surprise party with my whole family. And, um, Gosh, it's just, I, I just have such a, just such a gratitude for this program and what it's given me. And um, yeah, so that's my, my pictures. Thank you for humoring me. Uh, but I think I hit stop. Okay, wait, now I got to go back to the thing. Okay, can we also see me? Okay, yes, you're back. Okay, but so all of that, um, you know, is um, what it was like and what happened. But now I do want to talk about step seven. So. Um, yeah, all of that, you know, um, is just, again, an, an example of humility. Um, step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Um, in my experience, I have a hard time asking for people for anything. I do not like getting help. I want to do it myself. Um, you know, if there's a way for me to do it, I genuinely think I can do it best. And I'm going to try to find that way to do it. So this step was was really challenging for me. Um, 
you know, and my first time through the steps when I was working the program, um, I joined in April of 2022 and I went until maybe December of that year. Uh, maybe No, it was earlier, October of that year. And I was working with this lovely woman who was so nice and I was lying to her every day. And, um, I was in, I mean, like I showed you in the drive through on my way to the meeting on an outreach call with Bermuded, you know, um, I am a professional liar, um, and, uh, queen of the easy way out. And, um, and she, you know, we worked the whole thing and God bless her. She had not a clue. I mean, it was, she's like, okay, you're doing great. You know, you make some amends. Yeah. I made amends. I didn't, you know, I had a fun, I had a conversation with, uh, my parents and yeah, I guess I'm supposed to say, I'm sorry. Anyway, do you forgive me? And they're like, yeah, I guess what's that, you know? Um, and so we got to step 12 and she was like, you're recovered. You can go sponsor. And I had to tell her, I could not, <laughs> I've lied to you this whole time. And I had to get a new sponsor and, um, completely start over. Um, so I had from April until October was my step one. Um, even though I thought I was going through all the steps. Um, and so, you know, this pride in me is really something that is a large part of, of my program and my work. And, you know, that pride, that entitlement, that's in direct opposition to humility. Um, you know, just like I had to surrender the food in step one, now I'm having to surrender my defects. Um, and so, you know, what are those? Of course, we know what defects are, um, you know, I've heard someone say defects are just outdated coping mechanisms. And I really like that um, because these things did serve me, you know, um, sometimes that's the unfortunate part about them. It's like, wait, 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 this actually has helped me in my life. You know, um, it's like that security blanket that, you know, you had when you were a kid and you're like hovering over the Goodwill box, like, oh, I mean, I know I'm supposed to get rid of it, but like this, I mean, this has been part of my life, you know, like this is really comforting to me, um, you know, and, and you have to put trust. And I had to put trust in God that, um, that what he was going to provide me and the way he was going to show me would be so much better. And that he would actually do the work of removing that, that defect, that coping mechanism. Um, and so I'm just going to run through a couple of mine. I'm going to be honest and vulnerable here and invite you into what my step seven looked like. I think that's helpful and I'm happy to go as an example. Um, so when I was um, working this step, I was asked to come up with some character defects. Um, that part was easy. <laughs> Very critical of myself. And then my sponsor told me to like, let's limit it to maybe like your top three right now. And we can always do the rest later. And so my top three were um, gossip, um, people pleasing, and self-reliance. And um, I had to take those three and put them into a format um, that made sense. And so I don't know if you can even probably can't even see, but essentially I'd like filled out this little chart and all the chart says is, um, okay, what was this defect doing for me? What was it doing to me? What's the opposite of the defect? And what's my action plan? Right. So, for example, with with gossiping, you know, I'm a teacher at work and there's some, you know, prickly people I work with and some non prickly people I work with. And my go to would be, you know, when those people kind of, you know, left the room or weren't in earshot. 
you know, as a, as a weird bonding mechanism, um, the rest of us would all bond together and kind of gossip and be mean spirited, you know? Um, and so what did it do for me? Well, it did help me make friends or so I thought, I thought it brought me closer to people. Um, but really, you know, it was, it was shallow. Those friendships were shallow. Um, so what was it doing to me? It was creating this bitterness in my heart because now every time I saw that person come back in, I was like, Oh, that's right. They are awful, you know? Um, and, and not only was it creating bitterness between me and that person, it was creating a shallow friendship between me and, um, my friends. And so, you know, okay, what's the opposite of being, you know, gossipy and mean spirited. It's being kind, it's just being kind. And, um, you know, so what was my action plan? Well, my first action plan was, I'll just walk away and say nothing. And my sponsor was like, okay, that's a good start. Like, could we, you know, what if you said something nice? And I was like, oh, like in front, like as the people are complaining, like I'm supposed to be like, actually, I think you're great. You know, like that seems kind of like, you know, because I still wanted my friends to like me. Um, And she's like, yeah, I think just walking away and like omitting yourself from the situation, you know, you could do something more. Um, What if, what if you asked God to use you? to say something nice about that person and change the conversation. And I was like, I guess, you know, so I I started doing that. And what's crazy is after I worked in alignment and in um, cooperation with God's plan for me, those conversations just stopped because how fun is it that every time someone's complaining, I'm like, Oh, I actually liked when she, you know, they're like, Oh, like the, the conversations just stop naturally. And I mean, truth be told, we have not had, one conversation like that in my school building, you know, me and this group of people. And so God removed, you know, now not totally, of course, I'm not like this perfect person who never gossips, um, far from it, but in a large part, God removed that defect out of my life. And it's just brought so much peace into my classroom. Now I'm like, Oh, good. You know, we can breathe. Um, I'm looking at my timer and I see that I have three minutes and 30 seconds. So I am going to do maybe one more and then wrap up. Um, so another one um, was self-reliance. It was a huge character defect for me. Um, and so what did it do for me? Well, it gave me a sense of security or so I thought, you know, it was false security, but I thought, well, if I can fix this problem myself, then I am, you know, secure. Um, but what was it actually doing to me? Um, it, you know, made me tied to the outcome. It was like, if I didn't see exactly what I had planned out happen, then I was going to be upset. You know, if this doesn't happen like this, I'm going to be upset. That's a red flag um, statement. If you have that in your head. So what's the opposite of being self-reliant? It's being God reliant. You know, Um, I've had to literally set alarms on my phone that go off every two hours um, that remind me to be God reliant. It just says like, trust in God, like pray about it, hand it over because this does not come naturally to me at all. Um, so that's my action plan is I have alarms. I mean, it's very practical. I have alarms set on my phone that tell me to, to hand it over. Um, you know, another practical thing I wanted to share, um, again, I'm a teacher. So of course I have something laminated. I don't think anyone's surprised, but I have this card. Um, yours doesn't have to be laminated if you even do this crazy idea, but I thought, okay, I'm saying I want to do all these things, right? Oh, I want to be kind. I want to be God reliant, you know, you know, but really what's going to happen the next time that I'm complaining or the next time I'm gossiping, right? Well, hopefully this. So I have this in, I have a fanny pack. (laughs) I teach in a fanny pack 
and I have this card in there and um, it has all my defects on it. And um, uh, truth be told, I mean, program makes you weird, but like I, without, I mean, I'm around dry erase markers all day, but if I notice that I'm doing something like, oh, you know what? I think I was just dishonest. I think I just people pleased my way out of that situation. And I actually didn't, wasn't honest with myself. I stop in a moment and I check dishonest because if I don't do this, I don't remember that I was dishonest. I'll get to the, my nightly review and be like, no, 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 I think I'm good. Um, so I have to do this, you know, and then I read my values. Okay. I value being kind and loving towards others at all times. I value being honest and genuine. I value total reliance upon God. God, please remove this defect of dishonesty from my life. And if I need to make amends, I make amends, you know, and the other side has my ideals. How do I want to show up as a person, you know, as a worker, I want to be poised. I want to be tolerant. I want to be calm and peaceful. So this is just a quick tool that I use to bring myself back into reality. And I think this would be great. I mean, it can be a sticky note. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but um, it's really helpful to have something on hand to help me with this step. Um, and with my 30 seconds left, <laughs> I want to just say, read about step seven in the 12 and 12, read about it, you know, um, like I think someone mentioned last night, maybe that's crops talk. Um, there's not a ton in the big book, but, um, the, the 12 and 12 is some great information for OA and AA. And, um, yeah, I, I just want to, want to read the big book prayer for step seven. Um, if I can, um, and so it says on page 76, when ready, we say something like this, my creator. I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. And I'll pass. Thank you. Kirsten, that was beautiful. And see, you were nervous and you knocked it out of the park. That was just, thank you for all those I took, a, I took your number because I want you to send me a copy of that little card. I think that's brilliant because I do at night. I'm spacey. Okay. Uh, we'll now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing a question should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you, we ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under the reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and I will call the raised hands in order as I see them. And um, you will have to unmute yourself. Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each chair and announce when time is up? And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay. Who would like to comment, have a question or share? Meredith? Hey everybody, I'm Meredith, compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, oh my gosh, Kirsten, you're awesome. Um, that was just fantastic. It was, I love um, the focus in this meeting on the steps and, and, you know, as, as the big book takes us through them, it's, as I forget, I forget everything. 
the, the next day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It just brings me back and, and reminds me of, I mean, those tools are so great, so practical. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's really, I just appreciate, um, I will say, you're probably the first person I've ever heard share that was like, have always been happy. <laughs> and um, I'm just happier now. So that's awesome. It shows it, you know, you're just bubbly and you're, you have a great spirit. And um, I just appreciate you so much. Thanks for being my fellow. And thanks for your share tonight. It was really great. Thanks, Meredith. Okay, Lisa. Hey, everybody. Lisa, Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to see everybody. I missed y'all. It's, it's just such a, um, oh, it's just really nice to, to be here tonight. Um, <clears throat> and yes, Kirsten, I loved it too. And you are such a teacher with your little, um, <laughs> you know, what is it called when you um, laminate, laminate stuff? That's such a teacher thing. I love it. Um, and I, I love that. I love that. Um, I, I love how you brought up how when we look at those character defects, what is it doing to me? What is it doing for me? I think that's so important. And, you know, I, I'm so used to taking the four like core character defects, you know, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, frightened, but there are so many layers within those character defects. So I love how you, you had mentioned self-reliance, you had mentioned um, gossip and, um, so that that's really cool. And then to practice the opposite of them. Um, and that that's what we're doing in this program. We're practicing, practicing these principles in all our affairs. So I'm never gonna arrive, you know, I'm never gonna damn, I didn't start my freaking timer. Oh well, anyway. Um, so um, you know, and and this is I am a work in progress. Um, you know, um I know a lot of y'all have heard. Um, me share about my struggles with uh, our youngest son and just took him to yet another treatment center on Monday. And the fear can make me feel frozen. You know, the fear can just be paralyzing, but to practice the other faith, you know, and sometimes it's one minute at a time. I mean, talk about staying in today. Um, thank you, Katie. Um, so really focusing on that, focusing on taking care of myself, um, trying to remember, you know, I just, um, I just don't do this thing perfectly life. <laughs> I just, who does, right? Um, but, you know, it's just so good to be in recovery. It's so good to, to be with all of y'all. I just have so many friends here and I'm just, so grateful. So thank you again. It was really wonderful, Pearson. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Kathy H. Sorry, I couldn't figure that out. I'm Kathy H, compulsive overeater. Uh, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for your um, service, Kirsten. I um, I loved your pictures. <laughs> um, I don't let people take pictures of me anymore or um, 
you know, because I, I, I cringe whenever I look at them. Um, but anyway, I'm not, I, I've only been coming for a couple of months. So I don't have anything to say about the seventh step. Um, except, you know, if you look at compulsive overeating as a very large character defect. Um, but I, I also appreciated your honesty and, you know, fessing up to your uh, not telling the truth. Um, I think that's one reason why I don't have a sponsor yet. Because I'm still, I'm still, I, I don't want to stop eating completely. Like I've had a couple of incidences recently where I've gotten very emotional. One was anger and, and one was just like shame. And I ate, I binged. Um, and I guess I'm not willing completely to give that up. Um, so anyway, I just had to share that and claim my seat. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kathy. We're glad you're here. Julie? Okay. Yes, okay, I'm unmuted now. Thank you. Um, Julie, DP, and Marilyn, compulsive herbal eater. Thank you guys for having me here. This is only my second meeting with this group, but yeah, it just feels really good. Um, yeah, I think we probably share more like-minded things than we cover here. Um, anyway, the just by the nature of the name of the group. Kirsten, thanks a lot for that, obviously. Um, and I'm curious, you know, if you're looking at your defect and what it was doing for you, right? Like the gossip one, I could definitely relate to the superficial bonding sort of stuff. You know, it's it's a sad state, but I think it's mostly the human state of bonding over negative stuff, you know, not like, oh, it's such a fantastic day sometimes, but man, traffic sucked or whatever it is. Um, the I'm curious, like when you flip that and props to you for doing that, it's so brave to go into a group of people that are, you know, dissing on someone else and saying, oh, but they're great, or maybe they're going through something or, you know, that's a really brave thing to do. I'm curious, did you get any backlash where you felt like instead of bonding with people that you were kind of being like, not shunned, that's a strong word, but you know that you were like kind of pushed to the fringes a little bit, or I mean, the way you described it, it sounded like the whole dialogue and culture kind of changed with your stepping up in that way. Yeah, I would just enjoy hearing something on that. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great question, you know, and again, it's very practical, you know, um, and, and this you know, so what, what happened for me in my experience is um, when I was, you know, doing amends, I had to make amends to these coworkers and tell them that I acted in a mean spirited way. And I was not proud of the comments I had made. I didn't say anything about the comments they had made or the times they had initiated. I just cleaned up my side of the street. And so after that conversation, it was pretty obvious that this was not something that I was going to be able to participate in anymore. And um, I don't, I don't know if I was shunned, you know, and, and maybe the peace of mind that God gave me is like, yeah, I just didn't even care. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, if I get shunned, then like, uh, all right. You know, because I, I, I that people pleasing and that's, you know, that, oh, how is everyone uh, going to view me or what's their opinion of me? A lot of that got really quiet 
And so it was like, yeah, I, mean, I, I honestly don't even know. Maybe they did shun me. I, I think, I think we're still friends, um, <laughs> you know, and, and if it was um, kind of awkward, it was only awkward for a little bit. You know, it's always worse up here. It's always worse up here than in reality. Um, and I, I actually think I actually had a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago where he said, you know, I really respect you for doing that. And um, I kind of was feeling icky about it too. And I just didn't know how to say anything. Um, so that's been my experience, but um, yeah, that's what I can say to that. Thanks, Kirsten. Laura? Hi everybody, I'm Laura, compulsive overeater, and I'm in Canada. And I have been, I started OA on Monday. <laughs> so mm. yeah, and I basically just said to my sponsor, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> so I surrender. So that's what I've been doing. And Kirsten, I hear like all the hard work you've been putting into program and that's what I'm doing right now. Like I've got three different journals going and I'm, you know, busy doing everything that my sponsor's asking me to do. And it feels really good to just like, like relinquish the control and be like, yeah, I, I don't know. So just tell me. Um, but anyways, I could relate to so much of what you were saying. So much of it resonated with me. Um, I'm a teacher as well. And so all your little tricks, I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Um, but anyways, when you were talking about, obviously I'm not at the seventh step, um, but when you were talking about self-reliance, um, that really struck a chord with me because I'm always telling people, build your village, build your village. Um, I mentor a lot of families through the adoption process. And that's one of my biggest things, build your village. You have to have a village. You've got to have that basement of support. Um, and then for some reason, me in, in this suffering alone with my food compulsion, it's like I wouldn't allow myself to build a village for myself. And now, like, I'm just like so overwhelmed by like the amount of love and support I've gotten in four days. And I'm like, why did I do? Why did I wait till I was 47? Like, I could have built this village a long time ago. But here I am. I'm here now and it feels like home and it feels really good. So Kirsten, your story was very inspiring for me at the beginning of my journey. Pretty impressed that you didn't even go through a full calendar year. <laughs> but anyways, I have zero expectations in terms of my timeline. I just am really just happy to be here. So thanks for inspiring me. Thank you, 